Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Thursday, June 17th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, joined on Thursday afternoon by my man here, AJ Shula. What's going on, AJ? How's it going, man? Good. Uh, good to be talking with you again. Uh, tough 24, or excuse me, tough 29. Uh, week three just happened, so excited to talk about Orte- Team Ortega going 3-0. and And then we've got PFL on tap. We've got a UFC card this week. Yep. And then, yeah, fun, fun time to be a fight fan. Oh, it always is, AJ. It always is. Um, like you said, we'll talk about PFL. That that card, I think, starts at 5.30 Eastern time today, guys. So the podcast is obviously 4 to 5. Hopefully you guys can hear it. If not, you'll hear the replay and see if we were right or wrong, I guess, right afterwards. Um, but we'll start with Tough because I know you want to talk about AJ. Again, I feel like me and you are probably the only people watching the show because I didn't really see too many people like talking about it. Um, give me your thoughts on this week's fight, AJ. Let's be honest. It wasn't the greatest fight in the world, but uh, Trishon, uh Gore, man, he's good, AJ. I think he's a solid prospect. Don't get me wrong. And uh, what were your thoughts on him, man? Yeah, well, and you know, if people don't want to watch it, then then so be it. You know, just uh, we'll be that much more prepared for the finale, right? So, uh, yeah, you know, as it pertains to the fight, you know, as we talked about, Ortega just you know sealed his third win in a row. Um, Treshawn Gore went out there and did his thing, and he just largely beat up Ryder with like late kicks on the outside. He was just a more effective striker, walking him down and. Ryder kind of reminded me of Andre in a way, you know, the first guy that fought Andre Petrosky, where mm-hmm. like he just waited way too long to go for the takedowns. And um, I know you got Andre who won and, and Ryder who did it, but that's still not something that I'd like to see longer term. I don't know if Ryder's going to be in the UFC, but that's always a red flag where a fighter doesn't really play to their strengths. But getting into the gore, uh, yeah, he's an American top team, uh, Team Lima guy. Um, that was a good performance by him. It seems like he's, uh, you know, got a lot of like humble beginnings. So it's nice to see a guy like him get his hand raised and, uh, yeah, make it three, three, and zero for team Ortega. And then they got Murdoch and, uh, Lampros to kick off the week four event. Yep. No, no, no doubt about it, man. But yeah, I, I think you're right. AJ, about everything you said, um, we'll see. I mean, I, I, I feel like overall it hasn't been the greatest season so far, but Again, you know, we're not even at the we're not even at the halfway point of it. There's still a lot of more fights to go. Dana White said there's some really good fights. When he said that in the past, he usually was telling the truth, and there was some good fights. So I'm I'm waiting for the AJ. But at the same time, even without the entertainment, um, we're learning about these fighters. And this guy Gore looks like a pretty solid fighter. Newman Boone got beat in this fight, but I mean he could be good for it for. But I like this guy Gore, man. They call him Mr. Vicious, cool nickname. Okay. So I think we should get into PFL, AJ, because, again, it's starting at 530. So I'm going to pull up the odds here. Just give me your overall thoughts on the card while I set it up here, AJ. Yeah, um, always love PFL on Thursday. I'm not, like, too picky with the quality, but, like, we actually do have some good quality fights here. You know, uh, Magomed, Magomed Karamov is, like, always much lost TV on PFL. I consider him, like, one of the big, big faces of PFL on the Mount Rushmore, if you will. Um, so it's always awesome to see him fight. we got some former UFC fighters, Alexei Kunchenko, uh, is on the card, Antonio Carlos Jr., uh, Vinny Megalesh, uh, Cesar Ferreira, Chris Camozzi, you know, like Roy McDonald. So it's Gleason Tebow even. So there's a lot of uh, big odds here. Like this is one of those, you know, typical like wide odd fights. There's just very few that are lined closely. Uh, but in terms of just like the name value, there are some names that pop here. I'm excited to see how everything transpires. Yep, I agree. Okay, let me pull it up here. We'll go through the card together as always. Uh, PFL. All right. We'll start with the first fight and move our way up, AJ, as always. First one here, we got Alexei Kachenko, former UFC fighter, taking on Sadabusi. And odds for this fight, Kachenko right now, AJ, minus 150, C, plus 130. Give me your thoughts on this opening fight for PFL 5. 
Uh, yeah, like Konchenko should win. I think he's a more well-rounded fighter, but an issue that we saw that he had in the UFC is he's just so low-paced, like as a striker, doesn't really look to wrestle that often. So even though he was this guy that at one point won like 20 pro fights mm-hmm. in a row, 20-0 record, got that flashy shine on his resume, just still like you actually watch him fight, it would be frustrating to back him as a batter just seeing like how low activity he is. And I honestly think that he lost his fight to Tiago Alves in the UFC, you know, um, it was a good performance. It was a solid performance by him and everything, but I thought Alves was more active than him. So I always got to be hesitant with a guy that's a favorite that's just so inactive, even if he is a great technical fighter like Kinchenko is, yeah. uh, because he could just give away rounds by just, you know, the other guy looking busier. And we kind of saw that in his losses in the UFC. So I'm going to go with Kinchenko, but it's a hesitant pick. Yeah, I like Kinchenko in this fight, to be honest, AJ. I don't really view C as like this great fighter. I haven't been really impressed with him at all in PFL. Like, the knockout win over Michelle was nice, but again, it was a quick knockout. And any fight that's really dragged out past that first round, AJ, we've seen this guy, he's got some serious cardio issues. Like, almost all of his wins are in the first round. That's something you always kind of have to notice. I, I think that Kajenko can win this fight. You're right about the low pace load that does bother me with his fights, but this guy has cashed me for me before. He, he's cashed for me a couple times in the past. I think he wins this fight. I don't think minus 150 is a terrible price, to be honest with you, so... If you guys like him here, I don't think it's a terrible spot, to be honest with you. All right, let's go to the next fight here, AJ. We have – oops, here we go here. Tom Lawler against Jordan Young in the light heavyweight division. So let's take a look at these guys here. Tom Lawler, Tom Lawler excuse me, former UFC fighter, and then Jordan Young, who's a pretty good prospect. And the odds for this one, AJ, Jordan Young, a heavy favorite, minus 410. Tom Lawler, filthy, plus 330. Give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, well, uh, excuse me, uh, Young should roll here. He's just much closer to his prime. I think he's a much better fighter at this time. Um, Lawler, I think you can make an argument that he shouldn't be fighting. Like, he had, like, a, a stint there, you know, where he stopped fighting after March 2016 and didn't start back up again until two and a half years later. And then after that, it was about, like, another two and a half years. He fought, fought again last time against Carlos Jr., so... I just don't really know where Lawler's at. Of course, anybody could win in a fist fight, but I think you got to go with Young here as far as the prediction goes, and so that's the way I'm going to take. I'm with you on that on this one, too. I mean, I feel like he's the rightful favorite. You know, Tom Lawler, though, has pulled off some upsets. I remember this fight with John Vellante. He was an underdog there, at plus 185. A lot of people thought he beat John Vellante, knocked him out. So he's pulled off some upsets, but it's been a while, and he's barely fought the last couple of years. He looked really bad in this fight with Junior. I can't back him here, AJ. At the same time, though, I mean, I don't love laying minus 400 on, on a guy who hasn't fought in almost two years now and young. I will say, though, I, I was surprised that Beltor cut this guy. He's he's not a bad prospect. He had some good wins there, so kind of weird that they cut him, AJ. I, I think he's a decent prospect. I think he'll do okay in PFL, so I expect him to win this fight, but yeah, I don't know, man. The, the, for a guy that hasn't fought in forever, I mean, I think there's better spots probably than minus four, 410 or whatever it is right now. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Um we got Magomed, Magomed Kirov, guy AJ alluded to earlier against Curtis Millinder. And you got some uh, Bellator type odds in this one, AJ. Minus 11.65 for Magomed Karimov, plus 7.50 for Curtis Millinder. So clearly everyone's fading Millinder here. What do you think, man? Yeah, Magomed Karimov's just a much better fighter. That's why he's such an enormous favorite. And we've seen time and time again, Millinder has no grappling on the ground. Just, you know, every time you take him down, his guard is easy to pass. He doesn't reclaim guard, really. And. That's just kind of how you beat him. We saw Rory just take his back easily last time, choke him out. So, uh, yeah, outside of just like a one-shot knockout threat that, you know, Millinder could have, which honestly always thought his power is pretty overrated. Like he he hurt Elvez, but like it was from like knees. It wasn't like he really hurt him with his hands. 
And so, like, in theory, I guess if, like, on a duck under double egg, Magomed <laughs> could catch a knee, but got to look at it from a probabilistic perspective. Magomed Karamov's better everywhere, so he's that's why he's such a massive favorite. I used to like Millinder a lot, man. Like, he had a nice run here. This part, like, this part of his career, very impressive. He had, what, nine straight wins? They look good in the UFC, but, again, this, he got exposed with the grappling, and it was really this fight with Hamasi, AJ, where he just got dominated by Hamasi where I'm just like, I'm completely off this guy's train. And we all knew who was going to lose to Rory. And this is arguably even a tougher fight for him. So, yeah, I'm with you. Um, you think he gets finished or you think it goes the distance? I think that's a good question here. What do you think? I think he gets finished. I, I just think Magomed <laughs> Karimov is so much better than him on the mat that he could just dominate him and the ref could just say no mas. Yeah, and that's only minus 210 for him inside the distance. Um, by decisions, plus 250. If you think Curves is tough enough to go the distance – that could be something to look at. I mean, I don't love props personally, but I'm just saying, like, you think you can go the distance. I, I'm with you, AJ, though. I, I think he gets finished, man. I, I'm just not a believer in Milner anymore, guys. Like, he was, good, like I said, good for a while, but I think he's past his prime. Like, this part of his career right here, 2017-18, AJ, he was a pretty good fighter back then, but I think he's the game's kind of passed him by. He's just too one-dimensional. guy like Magnum McCarranoff should absolutely dominate him. He's, the guy should have won the last tournament. He got, I think, got sick. Um, on the last day of the, of the tournament, and he couldn't fight in the finals, right? So we all know how good he is. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Joe Zeferino against Jason Ponit, and uh, former UFC fighter here at Zeferino. Ponit's coming off a loss to Ray Cooper, we'll talk about in a few minutes. Yeah, AJ, another uh, pretty widely lined fight here, minus 45 for Zeferino, plus 385 for Ponit. What do you think of this one? Yeah, I got to go with Zeferino here. I think he's a better fighter. Um, yeah, big favorite. I think it's justified. He's not, like... Talk, kind of like what you thought about Young. Like, yeah, he's not the most trustworthy guy as a big favorite, but as far as prediction goes, I'm going to side with him here. He should win, but again, you know, he, he has lost a couple of fights where he should have won in the past two. He was in the UFC, wasn't too impressive. I got to be honest, I'm not super impressed by Zeferino, but I, I think, you know, it's a fight he should win, obviously. This Ponic guy, I'm even less impressed by AJ. I mean, that last fight was like, the, I don't know where the guy's training at. I don't even know where he's training. Like, it just, it's just he's training at AKA Thailand. <laughs> Man, the guy in the last fight didn't look like a, like very good anywhere where the fight went uh, against Cooper. So I don't know, man. I, I think he probably gets finished in this one potentially too. Um, AJ, another spot where a big favorite. You know, we always talk about this. Maybe that's the way to go with these big favorites. You take the inside the distance for better, uh, for cheaper uh, line instead. I should say. Um, let's go to the next one here. Martin Hamlin against Corey Hendricks. Um, this one, I think it was competitively lined when it opened at, my, at uh, minus 185 for Hamlet, but it's been steamed up here. He's minus 310, Hendricks plus 255. Remember we talked about Hamlet, his last fight. We both liked him in the last one, AJ. What, what do you think of this one? You like him here too? Yeah, I like him here again. And like even his lone loss on his resume, I'm not trying to make excuses for the guy, but like he was beating Bukowskis prior to gassing and Bukowskis mm -hmm. kind of taking over late. So I think like where Hendricks excels like on the ground – um, you know, Nielsen is just better than him. And like, he's, you know, just a better overall mixed martial artist, I think. So he's the guy I'm going to predict to win. Um, underrated fighter. Maybe there was a little bit of recency bias with, you know, Bukowski's not exactly looking spectacular in the UFC with that line. Mm -hmm. But uh, as far as prediction goes, I'm going to go with Nielsen. Yeah, I'm with you on this one too. I like, I like, uh, I like Martin Hamlet. You, you went to say Hamlet, right? Or is his last name Nielsen? I can't even remember. Does he have two last names? Martin yeah. Hammond Nielsen, yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah. I like him too, AJ. I, I will say, though, I liked him a lot better at the minus 140 prices last fight. But yeah. he should win this fight. I will say this, though. I, I do remember this guy 
Hendricks, he went, he did fight once in the UFC, lost to Stansbury. I think that guy was one and done, maybe. But he does have a win over Cleo Roundtree on the show, an Ultimate Fighter. That's a different Roundtree, obviously. And now we know his ground game is not that good. I, I think this guy's a little bit underrated too, this Hendricks guy. But I still think Hamlet wins. Um, it's just hard to say if there's really value at minus three hundred. I think the value was in his last fight, guys, when he was minus one forty. That was a good lie on Hamlet, and I don't know if we're going to get that again in this PFL tournament. We'll see. All right, let's go to the next fight here. All right, it's a guy I really, uh, man, I mean, me, me and him, you know, I've known, I know Vinny Magalhaes for years, so I really like the guy, but this looks like a terrible matchup for him, AJ, i got to be honest, against Antonio Carlos Jr., and Jr. right now enters the fight, minus 290, Vinny Magalhaes plus 245. They're both amazing on the ground, AJ, but I just feel like Vinny's kind of past his prime now, 36 years old. What do you think, man? Yeah, that's how I feel about it too. It's one of those things like, yeah, if they were in their primes, they could nullify each other a bit on the ground. That's where Vinny excels, like you said. But where they're at right now, um, got to favor Carlos Jr., just much closer to his prime of the two. And honestly, I know he's coming off three straight losses, but I still do consider him a UFC caliber fighter. Um, he kind of got out hustled by Ian Heinish. He debatably beat Uriah Hall, uh, but lost on damage. Then I just thought Brad Tavares was a pretty bad matchup for him. And those are two like top 15 UFC middleweights basically. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he's one of the better fighters in this, uh, tournament. I think he's one of the guys that could really be a threat for the million bucks. And, um, yeah, I think he wins by ground and pound. Yeah, like I said, I really like Vinny, but uh, I just think it's a tough fight for him, man. I, I think he's kind of at the end right now. And the last time we saw him fight, the last time I remember him fighting was when he fought O'Connell, and, and he couldn't get off the stool. And that really made me worry about him going forward. And since then, he's, what, one in one? One in two, and he's he's fought, what, three times in the last three years? I can't trust him here, AJ. I actually think the line's kind of low at minus 290, to be honest with you. And, and I say this as a fan of Vinny. I think Antonio could be at least minus 400 here, to be honest with you, AJ. So I, I I think he wins this fight, guys. I'm thinking more maybe a decision though, AJ. I don't know if he subs Vinny. Maybe he can finish him with a grounded pound. What are you thinking? Like a TKO or a decision? Yeah, I'm picking him to win by TKO on the mat. He could do that. Yeah, he could definitely ground him out or pound him out for sure. So if you guys want to take a look at the props, but we both like Antonio Carlos Jr. in that one. Um, let's go to the next fight here. Cesar Fajaya against Chris Camozzi, two former UFC fighters here. I want to hear your thoughts on this fight, AJ, because we got Faria minus 370, a guy who's very chinny against Chris Camozzi plus 310, a guy who's pretty tough and durable, but not very good in the ground. So what do you think of this fight, man? Yeah, I mean, you said it. I think Camozzi's got to clip him on the feet, knock him out to win. Otherwise, I just think he's vastly outclassed on the ground. Ferreira's an excellent Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner and, um, you know, life alert Camozzi, some call. Shout out to Joe Sunsu because he he falls and he can't get up. That's like the, the running like joke in the, in the community, but... Um, anyway, you know, Kamozi struggles on the ground. And so I just tend to think that if his only way to win the fight is by knockout on the feet, but for Harris is better than him, like much better than him on the ground. It could just be one takedown and it's a wrap. Then I got to side with that guy. I just think he's a better, I think he's, he could win on the feet too, in theory, but he's just at a greater risk because of that durability. But I mean, I even got to wonder with Kamozi because going on with the trend of this card, even the UFC is just another guy that just has fought very infrequently. So, yep. um, I mean, how much trust could I really have in that, right? So I got to pick for Hera here. No, I don't blame you. I, I don't know, though, man. I think that Komozi could win this fight, guys. Like, he's a pretty tough guy. He showed in his last fight with Sordi. He's very, very tough. Sort of a lot of heart in that fight. And he hurt Sordi in that fight. I know Sordi's a little chitty, too, but, like, Sordi is pretty good. He won the tournament last, last time, right? So, like, that's a – it was a pretty good performance as a guy who's a big underdog. He was plus 260. He looked okay. I mean, we all we all seen Chris Komozi fight, guys. He's obviously – 
pretty one-dimensional, doesn't have much of a ground game, but his striking is pretty dangerous, man. He's knocked some guys out, like this fight with that Joe Riggs fight, for instance. Like, that was brutal. I think he could knock out Cesar Ferreira, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust Cesar in this fight at minus three seventy. I would rather bet on Carlos Jr. You know, if, if I had to bet on someone um, at a similar price, I, I wouldn't touch Cesar, guys. I think it's longer pass. I know my buddy Cole Sheldon really likes Kamozi in this fight as an underdog. I think he can win too. So I think it's longer pass AJ personally, but I respect your opinion for sure um, because I do think Ferreira is the better fighter. I just do not trust his chin at minus three seventy odds. I just wouldn't trust it at all. I'd feel Scared for the whole 50 minutes the fight lasted or whoever it lasted. All right, let's go to the next one here. Miliano Soria, a guy I just talked about against Dan Spawn. And uh, guy, this guy, Dan Spawn, he fought Martin Hamlet last time. AJ. We, we both said he's probably going to get finished, and he did. And I, I think he probably gets finished again in this fight. We got Sorty minus 400, Spawn plus 325. I, I like Sorty in this fight, AJ. What about you, man? Yeah, I do too. It's hard for me to not favor him significantly. He's a much better fighter. Yeah. Um, like you said, he, in theory, underperformed against Kamozi last time out. But, I mean, it's just one fight at a time. You never know how somebody's going to react on a little bit of rustiness. I mean, after all, these guys were were not fighting all of last year. I mean, PFL was, was shut down the entirety yeah. of the last year. So, um, I'm willing to cut the guy some slack. I do think he's really talented. Another threat to, to win this whole thing. So, yeah, I got to pick Sorty here. I'm with you. I, I just don't think Dan Spawn's that great, guys. I kind of feel like you have to fade this guy. I think he was in the UFC. Yeah, he was. I and mean, he, he didn't do very well. He's in Bellator. He was in Bellator, he was in Bellator ten years ago. Yeah, I mean he's coming off three straight losses. He got finished the last two fights. I don't trust him at all. I mean he does have some power. He has pulled off a couple upsets. I think yeah, he's he's pulled off a couple in the past, but I don't I don't trust him anymore. And I think he probably gets finished in this fight. So what's sorty by knockout? I wonder what that is. Let's see what the prop on that. Oh, it's only it's even money. I mean that's all I'm being a good bet. So yeah, I wouldn't even touch it. So. But I, I am leaving towards a finish in this fight, AJ. I, th- I don't think Spawn's very durable. So, all right, let's go to the next fight here. Um, Ray Cooper missed weight for this fight, guys. Worth mentioning by like I think 0.4 pounds or something. It wasn't much, but he got docked a point um, in the tournament, so it's it's not good. Um, but he's still going to fight here against Nikolai Alex Sakin. And right now we have Alex Sakin minus 140, Ray Cooper three plus 120. I mean, to me, this is the most interesting fight in the card, AJ. I can't wait for this fight. What do you think of this one, man? Especially with Ray Cooper missing weight now. What do you think? Um, I actually like uh, Alexican here. I just think he's a better fighter. Like Ray Cooper's got like a lot of power in his hands, obviously, but obviously he could be knocked out as well. We saw Howard knocked him out. He's been knocked out uh, another time in the past. So even though like Cooper is like a like a hyped guy for PFL standards for sure, I think a lot of people get behind him, and I too think he's talented. Um, I actually like Alexican here. I just I think he's a better round winner, better fighter, and. That's going to be my prediction. Yeah, this is just really weird because Ray Cooper, I'm just reading like what happened exactly. So he missed weight, like I said. He got docked one point. So he had six because he finished pawning, right? Now he has five. He can't He can't actually gain any points if he wins this fight. So he can win his purse. He can win his win bonus, but he can't win um, any points in the tournament. But he can prevent Alexican uh, from uh, – getting points. So he actually has to win this fight, apparently to stay in the tournament just because he screwed himself by missing weight. So, I mean, that they punish you hard. And I think that's good. AJ punishing these guys for missing weight. They should punish them. I'm with you, AJ. I mean, I gotta be honest, looking at the line at first, I was like, okay, I'm like, Ray Cooper is an underdog. I mean, this guy's been good and I bet on him quite a bit in PFL and he's been really good. I mean, he's won a lot of fights, but I've also seen him lose a couple times, like the John Howard fight. I mean, that showed that, you know, he gets knocked out by John Howard guys at the end of his career. That does worry me. Magomed, uh, Magomed Karimov pretty much dominated him when he fought. 
I don't know, man. I mean, he's looked good at times, but there's been times where he hasn't looked that great, whereas uh, his opponent here is, I feel like you're right, AJ. I think he probably is the more well-rounded guy, and, you know, he's on a nice win streak here. He's obviously, he's had some experience. He fought Ben Askren and won. He's been around forever. Guy has a lot of experience. I think you're probably right about this one, AJ. I'm, I'm kind of with you on this one, too, to be honest. Um, a guy with a lot more, it seems like a lot more momentum coming in, and a guy that has more to gain by winning fights. Like uh, Ray Cooper, I, I got to question the motivation now because he can't even really advance the tournament. I mean, that's just, that's brutal. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, AJ. I don't think I, I would bet it personally just because I think, you know, Ray Cooper definitely could finish it. I'm just, I just want to watch the fight as a fan, but I'm with you as far as a pick goes. I'm with you. And I think if you want to bet it, I don't think it's a bad price either. I mean, to be honest, it might end up looking like a steal at, at the end of the fight. We could be like, how is he minus, not minus 300 in that fight? And, you know, because I feel like it could go that way, but uh, I, I respect Cooper too as a, as a puncher. The guy's definitely got some power. Okay. Now, time for the main event, AJ. And I was talking to Cole about this one like a few days ago. Like, what we were saying, what do you think the line's going to be? Cole said minus 600. And I was telling him minus 1,000. It opened at minus 600. Now it's minus 1,000. So we were both kind of right in this one, AJ. Yeah. I mean, Roy McDonald's a 10 to 1 favorite here, AJ. Um, I, I think he rolls. Now, I guess the question is, does he finish the fight or not? What do you think about this one? Yeah. Rory should win. Um, <laughs> but he's another guy. Like, I just. He's he said it not too long ago. Like he like we were questioning like whether or not he wants to fight like in Bellator yeah. after his fight with John Fitch. And so that always concerns me. Like such a big favorite. Like, yeah, he's much better closer to his prime of the two than T Bow. T Bow's just he's at the very end of his career, I think. Like Rory, like you could argue he's not in his prime, but he's closer to his prime, I think. Um, and he's younger than T Bow and I just think the better fighter. So like, yeah, I got to go with Rory, but like, this is not a guy that fits the mold of a guy that I want to throw in a parlay. Um, stylistically, I think it's a good fight for him, but you just, it's just a matter of does Rory beat himself prior to stepping into the octagon? Like, cause if he's all in mentally, like Rory's a handful to deal with as we got reminded his last fight, even though he was much better than Millinder, he could, he could dominate you if you, if you show weakness, but it's just a matter of could he, does he show in a hundred percent mentally? That's what I got a question with Rory and and maybe a million dollars on the line really motivates him, lights a fire under his ass to to get his head on straight and you know be all in on fighting and and that's what I'm hoping for and maybe off a quick win it inspires him even more but we'll have to see. I think you make a really point about the money and I think that we've seen a lot of upsets in this tournament. I think the the money is a motivation for guys to overperform a little bit um, and we've seen a lot of upsets in this tournament. I don't think we're going to see one in this fight. I'm just saying. We have seen a lot of fighters that we thought were going to win, like Lance Palmer, for instance, Nathan Schulte lose. Or even last week, Marching Hell loses, right? So a lot of these guys that have been favorites are losing. Um, I don't expect Warrior to lose a little guys. I mean, I, I expect him to win. I don't like the 10-to-1 line. That's pretty excessive. But, I mean, he has all the advantages. Younger guy. Look at the reach. Apparently, it's 10 inches. I mean, that's a significant reach. He's obviously very tall. He fights long, too. He uses his reach well, as we know. So... I just like how would T-Bell win this fight? I I don't really see a path to victory. Like, what's this path, AJ? How could he win the fight? Just like a uh, a random guillotine or yeah, exactly. Like, That's what I'm thinking. Like, if he rocked him with a punch and then grabbed his neck, like the Will Brooks fight, even though that was a bad, that was a really uh, controversial stoppage. I, I feel like you know T-Bell is at the end of the line. I, listen, I understand he gave Khabib a very tough fight like ten years ago. That was a, he might have won that fight. Some people think he still won to that day, but. In 2021, I do not trust Gleason Tebow. I think Rory wins. Uh, you know what, AJ? I think he can finish him, too. Um, because I think he's got a reason to finish him. He doesn't want to take 
any more damage he needs to. Why, why go 15 minutes if he doesn't have to? He's going to fight again in a few months probably. So, or I think, it, yeah, I think it's in what the next part of the tournament is October, I think, right? They get a couple of months off and then maybe it's September. Anyways, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But I, I expect him to win the fight. He should be do- pretty dominant too. I just hate the 10 to 1 odds. Although I, I, I don't blame the odds makers for having it at that, at that line. I think that's probably correct. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that's that's good for PFL. Anything else do you want to talk about this card, AJ PFL? Um, no, I mean I'll be watching it. I'll kind of be going back and forth. There's some stuff I got to do behind the scenes for Daily Fan MMA, so I'm gonna be like half attentive, but I'm definitely gonna be watching this card. It's a it's a tremendous card as we talked about. No worries, yeah. So let me pull up UFC quickly. I don't want to talk about it too much though, because obviously me and myself broke it down on Tuesday, guys. But you know, I always like to get AJ's thoughts on at least a couple fights here. So, AJ, give me your thoughts uh, on the main event uh, because it's obviously a, like a pick em fight. I think it's minus 110 each still. It was when I – yeah, it's actually minus 130 now for Ige. So, a little bit of money coming in at Ige, but uh, very competitive fight here, AJ, obviously in the main event. My article is up at maoddsbreaker.com, guys. You guys can see who I like there. I mean, I'll just spoil it right now, but you can read my my rationale for it. I, I'm leaning a little towards Dan Ige in this fight, AJ. Um, I, I think he's got a little bit more upside. Um but it's it's a competitive fight, and Zombie looks phenomenal in the pictures I'm seeing too. Looks like he's all in for this camp. So I don't know. What do you think about this? I want to get your thoughts on it, man? Yeah, Zombie doing work with uh, Eddie Cha at Fight Ready ahead of this ahead of this fight. So that's that's good stuff. Um, I tend to think it's a really close fight. I wouldn't be surprised if either guy won. Uh, the difference why I ultimately picked Zombie is because he's the more technical striker, and he's got a higher pace and better cardio. Um, I do think that those are two things that Dan has improved tremendously in the UFC. Cause like when he first came in, he was a guy that would just like, he would like head this rep of like starting out really strong. And if you survived his like round one onslaught, like Jordan Griffin, he would get tired in round two and like flop yeah. to his back and he would lose round two often. But now he's, you know, not as aggressive with the wrestling, but his boxing has improved quite a bit. And we saw in his last fight that he's got really heavy hands um, I actually think he's one of these guys that has underrated power because if you look at his resume, he doesn't have a lot of wins by knockout, but like the Danny Henry fight, for instance, or even the Mike Santiago fight, like he actually rocked those dudes prior to like finishing them on the ground. Right. So um, that's what I kind of mean by underrated. Cause like yeah. on the stats, it doesn't necessarily say that, but he, the eye test suggests otherwise. Um, but yeah, Dan, he's got more upside. Like you said, younger guy, um but i gotta go with zombie just more tested um i did think dan looked good i remember i had a bet on cater against him but dan definitely made me sweat that bet a little bit so um improving extreme couture but i'm gonna go with uh chan sung jung as far as prediction goes yeah i remember i really liked uh cater in that fight too aj and he looked like ea was more competitive than i thought if anything um yeah i I think it's a close fight guys like this is a tough one you know the reason there's a reason the odds are so close, but I, I just do think that Zombie is a l- little bit on the decline agent. I wasn't impressed by the fight or take at all, but you know, he is look great against lower level competition. So it's really hard to say this is a big step up for him, but tend to think it's one he could pass. We'll see though. It's a, it's a competitive fight guys. And you got me and AJ kind of scratching our heads a little bit on this one. It's not like it's the most confident pick in the world. You know, AJ, it's, it's a, it's a very competitive fight. Um, and, and you always, I always ask you AJ every week for your dog of the week. I gotta ask you again. Do you have a dog of the week this week? Is there anyone that would stand out to you as an underdog on this card? Yeah. Um, Wellington Terman is one. Um, he's coming off a knockout loss, and it's not it's not ideal, you know, because San- Andrew Sanchez is not really known for, like, power punching and just how his defense looked just 
you know, got countered hard because he dropped his hands, wasn't moving his head. I could go on and on about like the tech- technical aspect about the knockout, but he's facing a guy in Silva who is coming in on a big layoff, USADA, and <laughs> he looked bad in terms of his defensive gra- grappling and wrestling on the regionals. I've seen him get taken down often. I've yep. seen him get his back taken often. And Terman's been more active. Terman's younger guy. Um, so more likely to make improvements of the two, I'd say. And he excels. I think Terman excels on the ground. Um, the concern is maybe he, you know, all of a sudden thinks he's a striker. I don't know why he would, but if he plays with fire or if he plays on the feet with, with Silva, he's playing with fire a little bit. But honestly, I think Silva's not that great of a striker. Like, yeah, he's got some power and like that's his like rep. But like when you watch him close distance on entries, he is just swinging like a madman, just wild as, as could be, like wide open to being countered. And so this guy, he's going to be a threat to Terman while the fight's standing because you never know guy getting knocked out for the first time, how his chin is going to hold up going forward. But Terman has like a clear as day path to victory here with like takedowns and just a submission because he's a much better wrestler and grappler. Um, Terman is not really known for like double legs or stuff like that, but he does have a really strong body lock. He's like a physical dude for 185. And Sanchez, in, in hindsight, was just a bit of a tougher matchup for him, a guy that comes from a wrestling background, also a strong guy in the clinch. So it made sense why he struggled there. Not that I was expecting him to win by knockout, but uh, even when we saw them clinching. So I like Terman just because more tested, younger, you know, we don't have this USADA question. And, and even stylistically, just I think he's got a clear path with the grappling wrestling. So I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this fight as well, man. Yeah, I mean, I think it's definitely a competitive fight, man. I'm, I'm not sold on Bruno Silva whatsoever. That fight they had in that Phoenix FC promotion against that old guy who's like 40 years old was taking him down at will, um, absolutely dominating and submitting with the Khmer. That really made me scratch my head. But he looked good in the last fight too against uh, Artem Frolov or whatever. Like he looked good in that fight, took him down, beat him up, finished him with ground and pound from the guard position in the fourth round. Like his cardio held up, but three years ago, AJ, and you saw the question, so... I have a lot of questions for him about him, and I think Terman's a pretty decent wrestler. You know, the line's been getting tighter, though, so I think a lot of people are kind of thinking the same as you, AJ. They do think Terman can probably wrestle him here. I guess grind out a decision. I think it's definitely possible. Maybe even finish him. I think Silva could gas out really hard, too. It's possible, right? This kind of, this guy with this kind of body type. He does look good in his pictures, AJ. I'll give him that. He looks really good in his pictures right now, but what does that really mean? It's hard to see how that translates to the cage, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm leaning a little towards Silva just because of the knockout threat, but I'm not sold on this guy whatsoever. And uh, you know, as far as my, uh, I'll give a dog of the week too. I mean, there's a, there's a couple dogs I'm looking at this card. I have not finalized my bets. It will be up tomorrow. Elite, uh, elite betting and elite fantasy. I'll have my DFS advice and my my bets up tomorrow. But uh, one guy I am looking at AJ is uh, Roki Martinez in the heavyweight fight here. I, I do think he wins this fight. I I'm not impressed at all with Prejean. Um Prisian fought some really, really low-level guys um, on the regional scene. There's a reason the UFC matchmaker didn't want him um, the first time. I think you know I was thinking like, why did they let? Why didn't they bring this guy in? Then he's lost a, a, a bunch of fights he could have won against like like Tony Lopez is a veteran. He should have knocked him out. He got finished by him. He's about a one round. He's a one trick pony. He's got one round of cardio. AJ, we saw the last fight he gassed out. I understand Rokies look pretty bad in the UFC guys, but this dude's super tough. I do think he's the better striker. As long as he keeps, as long as he doesn't get finished in the first round, he can get taken down and beat up a little bit. But as long as he doesn't get finished, I think he comes back in the second and can win this fight by maybe stopping Parisian, who I just, like I said, 
I used to really like this guy, but watching his fights closer, AJ, I'm not impressed. Um, what do you think about this one, man? I'm, I'm on the dog in this one. What do you think? Yeah, that's fair. I think it's a close fight. I appreciate he's got all these like advantages, like height, reach, yep. uh, output, but he he just doesn't he doesn't fight with like a tall fighter at all. He nope. doesn't use a consistent jab. And like the most mind-boggling thing for me was like all this dude threw prior to his UFC debut was kicks. Like that's all he threw. And then in his UFC debut against Porter, he barely threw any kicks. And it was just like so confusing because it wasn't like, oh, like the takedown threat sort of thing. Because there was guys that were take, trying to take him down in the regional scene and still successful, but he threw him anyway. So it's all just very weird. But like, yeah, Roki, I think, is the more technical striker. Um, I just think his technique is much better. And so it'll be on him to force the pocket exchanges and and hurt Parisian, um, which is possible. You mentioned, you know, Parisian doesn't control distance well. We saw he's got massive cardio issues in that debut against uh, Porter. Um, so yeah, I tend to think it's a close fight. It's going to be d dependent on ranges, Prision at, at kicking distance and then Martinez up close. It's, it's tough to tell exactly who gets the upper hand, but I ended up picking Parisian. That's fair. And, and like I said, I originally, that's, I was thinking that was who was going to pick because all the advantages you listed age, reach, height, all that stuff. But this dude's not that good guys. And I think that he can be broken by a guy like Roki, who's super tough. Like, he's almost impossible to finish, AJ. Like, I don't think it's – I don't think you can knock this guy out. I don't – like, I think he's that tough. Like, Mirko Krokop, that fight – I'm sure you saw that one. It was very questionable stoppage for a cut. And then the fight with Romanov. I mean, Romanov was beating him up so bad but couldn't finish it. Like, he just couldn't finish the guy. I'm not saying he's a great fighter, guys. I mean, these guys are – like, the loser of this fight gets cut, I would assume, AJ. I'll, I think that's a fair comment to say. The loser probably gets cut here. I think yeah. it's going to be Parisian. I, I I was I thought this guy was better than he than he actually is, and I think the last fight really exposed him. Um, he he just didn't look like he was really up to snuff in that fight, man. So we'll see. But that's kind of the the way I'm looking at that one, guys. So um, yeah, I mean it's a good card, and you know there's definitely some fights that can go either way here. But uh, I'm looking forward to the card, AJ. Let's just see if we can do some news quickly, AJ, before we get out of here. We'll get out of here quickly uh, earlier today, guys. Um, we pull up BJ Penn and look at some news, AJ. So. Uh, first thing I want to say is that fight between Max Holloway uh, and Yair Rodriguez, I don't know if you saw it, got, it got postponed. So fight's not happening anytime soon, which is unfortunate. Um, but they did announce another fight, Oscar De La Hoya versus Vitor Belfort, AJ. I don't know if you saw this, but it's it's an actual boxing match that's happening, believe it or not, September 11th. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I actually think it's a pretty fair fight. Like, I don't think it's a, a egregious matchup. Like, Vitor Belfort's a very accomplished MMA fighter with – Boxing credentials. He's he's won a boxing match by knockout. It was 15 years ago, but he did look amazing in that boxing match. De La Hoya, he hasn't fought since 2008, I believe. But you look at his. I mean, AJ De La Hoya is one of the legends of the sport, man. You know, like we. I understand people don't like him now, and they're all calling him. Like, people. The joke is it's cocaine versus TRT. That's what the joke is in this fight. So. I don't know. I mean, I, I I like to give respect to the guys that came before us, you know. And Oscar De La Hoya, when I was growing up, AJ. That was the guy that everyone talked about. Oscar De La Hoya is fighting this weekend. Like, it was a big event when he boxed, right? So, even though, I, you know, Dana White hates the guy and a lot of them May fans don't like him, I mean, I got respect for the guy as a, as a combat sports athlete. And, and same with Vidor. So, what are your thoughts on this fight, man? Well, I guess if you're going to have one or the other of them fight, the opposite the opposite guy is the right match for them because – like you said, if I don't want to see either of them fight, but if they are going to fight somebody, it might as well be against each other. Yeah. 
um, yeah. considering the circumstances of like where they're at. It's just it's just so weird like to see this booking. To be honest, like I don't even know what to think about the fight. Like, I know what you're saying like, uh, Oscar's 48, by the way, and Vitor's 44. That's kind of why I think it's a fair fight because they were talking about GSP versus Oscar. I actually think this is more of a fair fight, to be honest with you, than the GSP fight would be. I, I think it's a kind of an it. Dude, I would love to see Vitor knock out Oscar. That'd be awesome. That'd be great for MMA. Wouldn't it be awesome? Like, our guys keep losing. <laughs> so, like, all our guys, Ben Asker and now Tyron Woodley, we'll talk about that fight in a few months, Adrian. But, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, Other things. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking about this fight, but Cole interviewed Olenek. He's convinced he's going to get the submission. I'm not sure about that, man. Spivak's pretty dangerous with the uh, the old grounded pound. And I don't know. What are you thinking about that one, Adrian? Give me your quick thoughts on that fight. Well, there there were enough parts of the Tybora fight that Spivak had that give me some pause for sure. Like that do make me think that the Olenek definitely has a chance on the ground. Like he got he got his back taken. He couldn't work up after he got down. And um, yeah, I mean, if somebody asked me straight up, like, yeah, I think Tybor is a better wrestler than Olenek. But just seeing that happen, like just for whatever reason, if Spivak just he gets knocked down or he slips or something like that. Olenek finds a way to get this thing on the ground. He pulls guard or or lets him mount him or something like that, and he reverses him. That gives me concern for Spivak. Um, but I do think he's the rightful favorite. I got to side with the guy that's just much younger, much better boxer. Yeah. Um, and hot take, I guess. I don't think it'll be in Spivak's best interest to get this thing to the ground. I know that that's where he excels, um, and I do think he could take Olenek down. Olenek doesn't have good takedown defense. But I think – he's going to come in with a smart game plan and actually try and keep the fight upright and just try and box Olenek up. So I got a sigh with Olenek as far as a prediction goes, but make no mistake, there are, there are ways that he could win this fight. So um, Spivak would not be a guy that I would feel confident parlaying this weekend. There's really no one to parlay him with. That's the problem. There's Kamur, who I'm not completely sold on myself. Um, let's talk about uh, Clarissa Shields. I mean... You know, guys, like, she's definitely talented, but she's very overconfident, we'll say. She's comparing herself to Bo Jackson now. I mean, that's that's a guy, AJ, who was an all-star in MLB and a pro bowler in the NFL at the same time. I mean, that is pretty unbelievable, right? So she's definitely a good athlete, AJ. But we talked – did I talk about her fight with you? I talked about it Monday. Yeah, we talked about it on Monday, me and you. Um, you were on the recap show. We talked about her fight. It was, it was an impressive comeback, but I, I still think that she showed some holes in her game. Um, what else here? Yeah, like I said, Holloway's out, guys. It sucks. Michelle Perea, the guy we were talking about the other day, he called out Nate Diaz. I'm not sure you think about that. It'd be a fun fight, though. I'd watch it. Absolutely. Watch and then we got, yeah, dude, I'm just locked in for Price and Pereira that we got next pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. That fight is just, like, as awesome as it could get. I mean, that whole card, dude, I looked at that card the other day. Like, it's not just, like, one of those, like, Connor and, and McGregor, like, no. the only ones, or Connor and uh, Dustin are carrying the car, like, top to bottom. We are we are loaded. <laughs> so I agree. You know, for me, it's, like, I, I really – I'd like to look ahead a little bit, AJ, but I, I, I can't. Like, I look at the fights, and I'm like, okay, you can't do it. You got to stick to this week. It's like I got to go week by week, but I am looking at our best fight odds, and it's unbelievable. Card. I mean, there's no doubt about it. I know you do like to look ahead and, and break down fights weeks ahead a little bit sometimes, but you know, how many times have we got fights canceled now? It always makes you worried, AJ. It's like, are we even going to see this fight? But man, if this fight, if this card holds up, guys, we've got Connor and Dustin, Burns, Thompson. A fight I really like: Keith, uh, Kevin Lee versus Sean Brady. I really like that fight. That's an awesome one. It's a good card. It's definitely a good one. But yeah, that's next month. We do have, okay, like I said, this card this weekend. Uh, and then we have, there's one card left at the end of the month. It's the Cyril Gone and Volkov card. 
And that's it, AJ, for this month. Um, and by the way, I don't know if you saw it. They announced uh, one fight for that this morning. Uh, Max mm. Grishin apparently is injured. And uh, Ovid Saper is moving back up to heavyweight to fight Tanner Boser, who just re-signed a new contract with the UFC. Tanner Boser is still in quarantine in Las Vegas. He, he didn't go home yet, apparently. And he said he, he's had no – I think he's either in Las Vegas or maybe he's in Edmonton. But he said he's still in quarantine. He has not had a training camp, but he's ready to get back in the cage. So – I mean, not that we want to break this fight down, but just like your initial thoughts on hearing that a guy just fought, I think, last weekend or two weekends ago and was super pissed off. He lost the decision, wanted to get back in there, but no training camp against a guy in OSP who's had a training camp, who's been around forever. What do you think about that, man? Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense that Bozer cleared his medicals with, like, he barely took any damage from Latifi. Just Latifi large <laughs> just laid on him for two rounds, and that was the fight. Um, but... <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, kudos to the guy for stepping up. I mean, uh, we talk about it short notice. It's It's got to be both guys that agree to it. So kudos to St. Yep. Proof for stepping up. I just, like heavyweight, the last time he fought heavyweight was at, was against Rothwell. He didn't look the best. No. Um, yeah, he's coming off a pretty bad stoppage loss to Jamal Hill. So, but anyway, I think it's, uh, yeah, if yeah, both guys are down to fight, I'm all for it. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even looked at that fight. I'm not going to ask you for, like, <laughs> a breakdown of it. Don't worry, AJ. I'll ask you next week, maybe. But just the size alone, right? We'd think that uh, Bozer would be the bigger guy in that fight. But anyways, it should be a good one. Let's see if, if there's anything else I want to talk about uh, quickly. But uh, what else you got going on here, AJ? I know that uh, you're with Daily Fan, those guys. So you want to plug some stuff here? Yeah, sure thing. Uh, got one bet posted for UFC Vegas 29. And honestly, that's going to be it for me. It's just a pretty tough card from a betting perspective. Yeah. But that's the way it goes. Got to stay disciplined. Uh, DailyFanMMA.com, we are... Uh, industry leading in uh, daily fantasy gambling content, uh, technical Tim, myself, Brett Apley, uh, other contributors as well, CG, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, Super Draft, One Stop Shop, Bellator, PFL, uh, all that good stuff. Um, all my bets are third party tracked and verified at betmma.tips uh, backslash Anthony S364. Yeah, it was awesome doing this with you. Wish everybody the best of luck. Let's do this. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAdamBurton. Um, the, the podcast, obviously, MMAodsbreaker.com. It's on our YouTube channel. Uh, it's on Spotify, iTunes, a bunch of places. You guys can check it out. Um, I'm also available, obviously, at BJPen.com, MyMMAnews.com, uh, Fantasy Fanatics app. Great app, guys. Definitely download it if you haven't yet. It's awesome. Definitely a good way to, to just track the fights and stuff. Um, where else am I? Of course, Elite Fantasy Elite Sports Bank. Tomorrow I'll have my bets posted. I'll have a couple bets for this card. I'm like with AJ, I'm not gonna have a crazy amount, but I never do. Anyways, I gotta stay disciplined. I've been doing this for a long time, and you know, I, I, I've I've been undisciplined at times, and now I gotta stay really disciplined. So we'll have a couple of bets, AJ. I'm definitely looking at some dogs this week, AJ. I gotta be honest, more so than the favorites, I would say. I think it's a car, a car with a lot of dog repass situations, but uh, I'll see you tomorrow. I'm waiting for the weigh-ins, obviously. And then I'll have my DFS breakdown elite uh, fantasy as well. I can't wait to to write that. I'll start writing it tonight and it'll be up tomorrow. But yeah, it's, it's going to be a decent card. It's only 12 fights. We did miss out on that Tim Means fight. That was going to be a banger with Danny Roberts. I know. That, I, we talked, I think we talked about Monday. You were like, dude, I can't wait for this fight between Tim Means and Danny Roberts. Like, you were excited for that one, AJ. I think you even, you even did the tape study for it. And then, of course, it gets canceled. But uh, Tim's still fighting next week against Nicholas Dalby. Um, just before we get out of here, there's a few other fights they announced. In the last couple of days, uh, Marlon Marais versus Marab Tavalashvili. That's one of the fights. And uh, Curtis Blades versus uh, Yarzino Rosenstruck. Just last get last thoughts, and we'll get out of here, AJ. Yeah, I love them both. Uh, yeah. Two guys that are grapple-heavy versus two guys that are dangerous strikers. So yeah. 
Yep. Funny that they're similar styles to clashes. I'm looking forward to them both. Absolutely. I forgot about this one too. Vicente, Luque, Michael, Chiesa. I would imagine the winner mm. would potentially get a title shot. I mean, like it's possible, right? They're both right there. Also, uh, Cole broke a fight between Askar Askarov and Alex Perez. I would imagine that would be a number contender fight too. So they've broken some fights. And then the last thing I want to ask you, do before we leave, and one other thing I forgot to plug, Spectation Sports. I'll have my breakdown tomorrow for Anderson Silva versus Julio Cesar Chavez, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., I don't know if you've like even looked into this fight, but it's, it is happening this weekend. The odds, I saw them at some sports books. Like not all the sports books are carrying it, but I did notice one of them had a minus two fifty for Chavez, plus one seventy for Anderson. I imagine guys that there'd be value on the on the actual boxer in this fight, and Chavez at minus two fifty. Like that seems kind of low. Um, this guy's super experienced. He has sixty boxing matches. He's thirty five years old. He's eleven years younger in this fight. He's obviously AJ. He's the better boxer, quite frankly, but. You know, this does have the feeling of like kind of a weird fight too. So I don't know. Like I, I know a lot of people will, will stay out of these kind of fights, but there could be value, I think, on the favorite. I don't really trust Anderson. I don't trust his chin. So I'm not sure what you think, but I just Anderson's chin at age 46. I don't trust at all, AJ. What, what are your thoughts? Any quick thoughts before you get out of here? Oh yeah, you got to pick Chavez Jr. Yeah. here. I mean, this is this is his wheelhouse, right? And this is yeah. uh seems like a, a big opportunity for him to get a big name. So yeah, well, you got one guy that's on the way out, one guy that's in his prime. Yeah, like I said, I saw the minus two fifty odds somewhere, and I know that it opened higher, I believe. So it seems like you know there's some money coming on Anderson, but this this keeps happening. When Floyd fought Connor, people bet on Connor. When Askren fought Paul, they were betting on Askren. AJ it seems like they always back in the MMA guy. And they always lose. I wouldn't trust Anderson in this fight. I am going to watch the fight though. I'm looking forward to it, but yeah, I, I don't think it's going to go well for Anderson. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. AJ, thanks again for joining me, man. Talk to you guys later. We're we'll back on uh, Monday at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern. Have a